Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Dollar Menu Midcarders present Submission Squad. Two guys who don't know what the fuck they're doing. As Matt looks at a oh, okay. lawn and garden liquidation <laughs> magazine, thanks for taking this serious. So, um, I'm scooting me. I need room here. You gotta spread your wings. Uh, I have to have wingspan. Oh, um, so, we're putting this at the beginning of the podcast. We have some audio on here with me, Evan, Gary, and uh, Jovi on the way to Journey. But depending on how long this all goes, we might move that to Patreon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, you'll get that. If you're not, you can be by going to patreon.com slash anarchystl, tiers starting as low as $5. Um, so we're going to go ahead, let's go ahead and plug the shit we have on sale. All right, plug and, it. And then we'll get into like the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> which crazy enough will probably be the most serious we will ever be on this podcast. Unfortunately so. <laughs> Desperate times call for serious measures. I'm pulling up the Twitter. Okay, so we have many different things on sale. We have uh, November 8th tickets on sale. No Church in the Wild. N-O-V-A-T-H dot B-P-T dot me. Uh, tickets for the Anarchy Christmas Party are on sale. Those are only $5. That is not a live event. That is just a Christmas party get-together deal. Uh, you can get those at axmas.bpt.me. Uh, Gateway to Anarchy tickets are on sale. That's Friday night, January 10th. Those are at gta20.bpt.me. And In Your Hot Hall <coughs> Strong Style Series tickets are on sale at inyss.bpt.me. Uh, all of this is pinned at the top of our Twitter, at STLAnarchy. You can just go there. It's all right there to click on. Um, if you're interested in season tickets, you can get those. You can DM me for prices and all that. Uh, I am holding a certain amount of front row for season ticket holders that have told me that they're going to buy. Uh, haven't decided how long I'm going to keep that whole window open before we just put all front row on. At least until November 1st, but I might even extend that to, you know, December 1st, middle of November. Not quite sure yet, but season tickets are going well. That's really good. So, cool. Alright, so we're going to talk about something kind of serious on here. Something we've kind of talked about a little before, but we want to re-emphasize and re-double down on uh, our beliefs on how anarchy is run. Right. Well, and here's the deal. Like, I, I mean, you hear about things. Wrestling's a small world. So I have heard some things, and some of those things I didn't like. Some of those things, you know, aren't necessarily true. So I'm not going to name names because, you know, people haven't given me permission to use their name. And it's not that big of a deal to write where I need to come on here and mention names. But I do want to talk about certain things. So... When we started this podcast, we really meant for it just to be us fucking around and having some of our buddies on here and fucking around. It wasn't going to be used as a vehicle to promote the company. That's not what it was meant for. But obviously, it has turned into that. Most of our, well, all of my stories now are going to center around running Anarchy. You know, most people that listen to this are diehard Anarchy fans that want to hear about anarchy and the podcast became more popular than we thought it would be 
and now it's used as a way, as a vehicle, to promote anarchy. And in some ways, through Patreon, is used as a monetary means of revenue for anarchy. So it's a, it's an anarchy podcast, and when we talk about things, I like to say, and I do believe that we are one of the not that other promotions aren't honest, but I talked to someone with their finger on the pulse of a lot of wrestling on uh, what's today Sunday. So I think I probably talked to this person yesterday or Friday. And they said, you guys are brutally honest about how you run your business on the podcast. So, and I believe we are. And we are way more open than, you know, a lot of places. And maybe more open than we should even be. But it's just, that's just the way I have always felt we should run our business. And I've always agreed with that. So the way that I run this business is the money is 100% now put in by me that's it no money backer no sponsors throwing in money it's me and when i say things like support us because we don't have a financial backer you know i mean that i because i don't but i i have heard that that is being taken as that i am telling the st louis fan base to only support anarchy and not support other people because they don't need your support because they have a money backer. And I want to state publicly that that's 100% not what I'm doing. If it's being perceived that way, it is not my intention for that to be so. But I do run a business. So being brutally honest, I want your support first. I do believe that we put on the best product. And as a businessman... I would love for you to support us with your money first. But once you do that, if you <clears throat> if you are gracious enough to do that and you have other income, I urge you to support other local wrestling promotions. Uh, I am very honest about who I don't like. Those are Dynamo Pro. Those are South Broadway. I have now said that publicly on this podcast. So if you are not those two people, and if you're a fan of wrestling listening to this, all other wrestling, St. Louis local promotions, I have zero issue with. And I urge you to support them after you support us. And that's pretty much it with that. Like, I I don't like this idea that people would think that I just want only St. Louis wrestling fans to support Anarchy. That's not the case. But I do want your support first, and I appreciate it, and that's about it with that. I don't feel any good, like you, you would never hear Walmart pop on a podcast and go, hey, go spend money at Target, but hey, if you got any left, sure, come on over here and spend money. Like, no, I obviously want your support first. I do believe we put on the best product. That's because I'm competitive, and that's just, that's just the way it is. That part of me is never going to die down, but... I do want to take care of when I hear things that, you know, paint maybe paint anarchy in a bad light. I mean, that's painting me in a bad light. So I want to say that. Like, I, I mean, I'm very honest about who I don't care for. So, you know, SICW, Glory Pro, those are places that deserve your support. And that's about it with that part of this. Uh, so now there's a second part of this. And that is when it comes to talent working multiple promotions. We have talked about this on the podcast. Talked uh, about it a lot on Patreon We've as talked well. about this a lot on Patreon. But 
I want to put that out publicly as well because I and I'm I'm not I'm gonna softly use names here because I kind of have to to be able to you know compare one thing to another uh, when I say these things these are just things that I have heard they may be true may not be true it's the scuttlebutt of the quote business which rumors and innuendos right so i am not saying this to shit on anybody it's not what i'm doing but so anyway i have never told a talent not to work for anyone else rather that's locally or otherwise i tell talent straightforward if you want to be a featured member of anarchy that we prefer that you work for us in St. Louis. Now, I 100% understand the plight of the performer. Wrestlers want to work everywhere, and wrestlers should work everywhere. But I feel as a business, we need to offer you a different roster than what other people offer you. I understand that there is a percentage of the fan base that's going to come, regardless of who's on what show. It could be 100% the same, and they would still come and support. That's great, but that is not the majority. So we need a different roster. But I never tell anybody that they cannot work somewhere. I will tell them, hey, if you choose to work there full-time, you may not be an every show guy here at Anarchy. I'm not telling you you'll never be booked, but you just you wouldn't be someone that's a priority for us to put on every event. That is it. Uh, I have been I have had that compared to uh, like you know AAW does this in Chicago. There are things I know about that situation that I'm not going to talk about here on the podcast. What we do, or what I do, this is 100% me. So if there's any heat or ill will or feelings that need to go anywhere, that needs to come right to my fucking front door. Because that is, is, I make these decisions, but I can tell you right now, it's a completely different thing than what is what happens in Chicago. It's a different thing. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but... That's the deal with the talent, is I, I do not tell people they can't work somewhere. Rather, that's Dynamo, rather, that's SICW, Glory Pro, South Broadway. I, I have not ever told someone they cannot work somewhere. Um, and I guess that's about it with that. I mean, I, we have said before on the podcast, I've had conversations with other promoters where we've talked about our rosters and how we want to both try to make them different. We were all in agreement on that. And we've done that. Um, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the peel back a whole nother layer to that. I mean, if you're a fan that goes to, like, Glory and comes to Anarchy and goes to all, you know, the other local shows, you may say, well, well, the besties in the world, they're on both shows. And Kurt Stallion just did Anarchy. And, and look, this, this might peel back the curtain too much, but... Look, at the end of the day, the fan base is who we all have to answer to. All the, this stuff that gets said behind the scenes that's not that big of a deal. Like, the fans deserve explanations when it comes to things. And, and it's not always things that everybody likes to hear. But I feel part of my job is to do that. And 
I'll never stop being 100% honest with the fan base. That's why when someone cancels on an Anarchy show, we immediately put it out there. That's why when we have to buy maybe a different flight for somebody, we talk about those things. It's not to fucking bury anyone else or do anything. It's just me explaining how we do our business. So to touch on that subject. There are layers to these things. The besties in the world are the best tag team in the United States right now. Obviously, I'm not going to tell Glory Pro or anyone else they can't use them, and I'm not going to tell the besties they couldn't go there, which I haven't ever done for any talent. But there are people who transcend that rule, and that's where like guys like the besties and Kurt and Gary and War Horse, and they fall into that category. That's all there is to it. And I feel like that about covers it. I understand that not everyone will agree with that, I understand that talent wants to wrestle everywhere. I get that, too. But as former people who used to travel all over the place, that's what we wanted. We wanted to wrestle everywhere. So we understand that plight, but, you know, as a business, that's just not possible. Right. Well, it's just not the way we choose to run our business. But I'm not aggressive about it. You no. can find talents I've had this conversation with, and I would like to think they would all say I wasn't an aggressive asshole about it. Um, and it's just the way it is. I, I hope people understand that. I wanted to talk about this because I was hearing some things that I quite frankly uh, didn't like, and I wanted to clear that up. And I wanted to clear it up to the people that matter, which is the fan base. So I'm going to reiterate again that... While we're running a business, and I would always appreciate you guys to support Anarchy first. If you want to support other local wrestling, you should. And there are people out there that are working hard to put on good shows. They deserve your support. I would urge you to be in Afton on uh, this Saturday and support Glory Pro. I would urge you to find out when SICW's next show is. Go support them. And, you know, I believe we're all trying to cultivate and build up a fan base together, even though we are in competition. And the more wrestling fans there are that are out there is a good thing. The more places that are successful is a good thing. And that that's really all there is to it at the end of the day. We all choose to run our businesses differently, and that that's really it. I, I think that about covers it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So there it is. That's about as serious as we're ever going to get on this podcast. Well, let me explain one thing. Um, the reason we have a, second, a separate roster from everyone else is because we don't want people to feel like they can just pick and choose when they can come. Like, oh, well, I want to see all these guys. And if they're all on the same roster, people could get the chance to pick and choose. And we want you to come to every show. We want your support on every show. Right, exactly. If you can see the same... if you. The way I always explained it to other promotions that I've talked to is that I feel like our rosters need to be 70% different. You're going to have crossover. Uh, You you just saw the Regal Twins in Spalding. You can see the Regal Twins in Afton for glory this Saturday. There's going to be crossover. But as long as it's 70% different, how I've always had it, and... um, or I have felt anyway, and that that is how I feel, and that's it. But the, I, again, we don't have any issues with anybody, um, and that is about that. So thanks for bearing with us, guys. And if you have any questions, or reach out to us um, at Pierre Abernathy, 
uh, would be the main one to hit. But if you want to contact me, uh, that's at pistol underscore danger. And I know you're expecting a Greg joke there, but we want this to be serious because you deserve honest answers for your questions. If you're going to spend money, you deserve the truth. So thanks, guys. Uh, I think we'll switch over to the journey stuff, and we will see you in two weeks. All right. Hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Submission Squad Presents Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. I'm, of course, Pierre Abernathy, joined, as always, as the effervescent Jake Petrie, and in the back... I'm beautiful! <laughs> yeah, beautiful Bobby Batista, and we're eating gummy bears. All right, here. <laughs> Take a gummy bear. Jesus, so leave me alone. today is Thursday. September 26th at... 12.42 p.m. We're sitting in a parking garage right now. In West yeah. County Mall waiting, in Macy's. Waiting for uh, Greg Jovine. Who? So pretty much this podcast is uh, going to be on the road to Journey Pro. Um, we are going to record on the way home, too, exclusively for Patreon. So if you want to join us at Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash anarchystl. Tiers starting as low as $5. Yes. So should we get like the maybe get the anarchy business all out of the way first? All right, we're closing up, guys. Good <laughs> job. Um, shit, tons of tickets on sale. Oh, um, buddy's here. We have tickets now on sale for Gateway to Anarchy. We have tickets on sale for In Your Hall Strong Style Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, we also decided. Well, we didn't talk about this on the public podcast. We okay. talked about it on the Patreon one. The Christmas party is a go, just to clear up any confusion. This is $5 across the board, uh, even if you're a Patreon member. Uh, if we do this again next year, I will probably do it where certain levels of Patreon get in for free. Uh, season ticket holders will get the Christmas party for free. If you want to be a season ticket holder, just DM the STL Anarchy page, and I can give you details on that. And we're already in the double digits of ticket holders. For season tickets? Yeah, yeah. we're right there. We might be. We're at 9 or 10. That's yeah. awesome. Which is uh, pretty cool. Um, so, if you're not doing season tickets, uh, I've only released, I think I've released 20 front row for the two shows in Jan- January, February, because I want to give people time that have told me they want to buy season tickets, but they have to wait a little bit. Okay. So, I've only released like 20 front row for those events. I'll probably release the other remaining November time. So, yeah. And uh, as far as the Christmas party goes, we do have a minimum set goal of 30 tickets sold for that. Yeah. Uh, if we get under that, here, guys, we're I'll not put you to the 31 mark. I'll be there. All right, well, that would put us at the five mark. Nah, you <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because we're not going. Hey, um, if we sell 40 tickets to this thing, I'm bringing Pebbles the cat. They don't care. Yeah, they do. <laughs> People love my animals. They're beautiful. All right. You can yeah, pay five bucks and get attacked by Gary's cat. Fuck you. Um, My cat's glorious. So she's not a bitch. we'll have some neat stuff for this Christmas party. Uh, we'll have beer pong going. We'll have to use a hall table because Owie Cat broke a beer pong table. Uh, you can meet Pebbles the cat. We will have IWTV going. We will have skits. Uh, I know Everett Connors has said he will be there with Raul, so we will have some skits Here's going. Here's the question. Can we uh, can we get the budget big enough for the old uh, the old man himself, Santa? Oh, God. We'd have to get, maybe. I'll have to see. His mm-hmm. flight's expensive. Um, I know a Santa. We're going to do a live podcast, apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. That's going to go well. Uh, 
yeah, so, you know, it'll be fun. And you can get your tickets now. I don't know the links, but if you just go to our Twitter at STL Anarchy, it's a pinned tweet right there at the front, all the links, everything you need. Now, right there is how you know this is going to be a bullshit podcast because Jackson didn't even bother to memorize the fucking We're links. We're on the road. Well, exactly. And that, and like, on top of all the cool stuff you just named, and we're going to add some more. You get to meet Pebbles the Cat. You also get to hang out with some of the wrestlers, and I'm sure they have merch for sale, so you can buy merch. Yeah, wrestlers will have merch. Uh, I. It's a perfect Christmas I'll gifts. be completely honest. I'm not reaching out and booking people for the Christmas party because this is just kind of a get-together. If, if wrestlers want to come, they'll come. But I know so far uh, you both have said you'll be there. Christian Rose will be there. Um, Connor. Connor will be there. I believe Kenway will be there. So oh. please still come even though Kenway is going to be there. His dad, his dad will probably come. So yeah. That, that'll be a fun Papacita. Hangout. That'll be a fun time. But uh, His dad's going to sell me heroin. Good God. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. You. <laughs> told us you were off that. Um, but, yeah, so we have also announced uh, for our January show, Nick Gage will get a shot at the Gateway Heritage Champion, whoever MDK. that is. Fred Yehi will make his. Is it Yehi or Yehi? I'd hate, Fred Yehi. I'd hate Daddy? to fuck up his name. Yeah, he'll and be then uh, in February, Daniel Maccabi will make his debut. Maccabi or Maccabi? I think it's Maccabi. I think it's Maccabi. I'm just going to call him Danny. DM. Yeah. Maccabli's. Yeah, there we go. He's fucking And now weird. I'll probably get both of them canceling because yeah. we've butchered their name. I think it is Yeehaw and I think it is Maccabi. Maccabi is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was very impressed with him at uh, SCI, which yeah. I watched on Indie Wrestling TV. Use code STL Anarchy for 200 free days. Hear that, Jerry? You hear that? <laughs> 20 free days. 20 free days. Um, but, yeah, so we're just kind of sitting here waiting for Greg. We'll be recording more once he gets in the car. Uh, Who's Greg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't really do this, but now I guess we can more. Uh, Gary, how did you like your match with uh, Dickinson? I didn't have a match with that guy. How did your man. fight go? Oh, uh, well. Good, good, good. He's a fucking full-grown man. He was. He's a wide Lord. fellow. He is. His jersey ways are phenomenal. Ah, oh, man, that was insane. Ah, uh, whew. Yeah, I, I got nothing on that to be honest. Oh God, we got to film forty. <laughs> yeah, we got to get. We need you to get something out of it. Fuck. We're at six minutes, Gary. We needed to be know, at fifteen. Uh, Dickinson's awesome. He's. Uh, we've actually known that guy for a long ass time. It's What's just, great? One of the things that he did that was hilarious is uh, we we picked him up at the airport, and he was like, man. Like, I didn't realize it was you guys that ran St. Louis Anarchy. And he looked at uh, Evan and goes, have you gotten taller or something? You seen that? And he goes, oh, you just probably don't actually remember me. Uh, <laughs> well, you no know one ever remembers me. No, Dickinson's awesome. He's nuts, uh, obviously. But, uh, yeah, he hits like a truck. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say other than, like, I learned a lot from it. I'm just going to take what I learned from that and... Uh, Organize that into my next battle, which is in like six or seven hours. Yeah, against Eric Stevens. Mm-hmm. Oh God, he's gonna murder me. Choo choo, choo choo, motherfucker. Oh, hope he chews on my train. Uh, wait a minute, I know what that means? <laughs> um, yeah, so Journey Pros tonight. I make my managerial debut. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have to try to now learn. You were to... wrestling tonight. No, yeah. no, ah. I'm out of business. Yeah, they couldn't afford his rate this wait, show. No. 
Don't you have a thing coming up soon? Yeah, I'll be wrestling Buddy Shepard. Who? October nineteenth at PWCS's final show, which I'm sure we'll talk with Greg about. Yeah, we'll talk about this this fine gentleman. They can't you... see Buddy's ass. Oh, but they will. Wait, what? <laughs> He's a good uh, Christian boy. Buddy Shepard stuffed. Buddy yeah. Shepard in the car. Yep. Uh, stuffed a, he, Buddy Shepard. I travel with Buddy. He has lumps on his leg. Don't worry about that. That's not your business. <laughs> um, actually, it's the stuffing. It's not very good stuffing. But yes, I will be in action. Uh, Sad I got to miss that one. Legitimately, probably will be my last match, I imagine, because... You don't want your ghost to be the last match uh, you ever had? I don't look Shit. myself on Anarchy shows, and with Mega Ticket coming under the Anarchy umbrella, mm-hmm. I probably will not be on the Mega Tickets anymore, but... Wait. So this will probably be... What do you mean, Mega Tickets going under the Anarchy umbrella? What happened to PWCS? Uh, well, night. actually, if you check our archives... <laughs> we, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We actually sit down and talk with Greg about what is going to happen with PWCS. The big announcement. Uh, yeah, I think that's what the podcast is called, too. Which we will have more information on that soon. Like the the, the, the series shows, which are like Strong Style Series, Submission Series. In Your Hall Series. Right, yeah. The In Your Hall Series. I love that name. You're welcome. Yep. Once every 15 years, old Patriot come through with a good idea. You better not be on any of them. But, uh, yeah, I shouldn't be. Uh, well, I mean, just wait till the Christmas party. Chick fight a palooza. Uh, Great. Uh, that's not a good one. Uh, shit, one of the fans came up with Deck the Spalding Hall. And I that's pretty good. That's yeah. the way to go. But uh-huh. um, So these uh, in-your-hall series will have, like, there's certain things that are going to happen with this as far as what the winners get, what the winner of the trophy is going to get, shit like that. We'll be covering that coming up soon. Uh, if you have paid attention to our Twitter, we did put out that so we're going to do January 10th, February 21st, Saturday, March 28th, and then Friday, May 1st. There's not an April show. <gasps> Why not? It just didn't work out schedule-wise. Okay. Um, so we're going to probably, I'm 90% sure what I think I'm going to do is instead of doing a December show, I think the STLI will be a uh, double-shot weekend. A two-night we're- tournament event? Right, which would be the only double shot we'll do. Did we discuss this for a while the other day? Yeah, we discussed it yesterday or the day before. But I, I wasn't there for I, that. I think that's what I'm going to do. So those are kind of all the stuff going on. But anyway, there's going to be those those in your hall series tournaments. The winners get a title shot. Uh, they also go into a four-way at Mega Ticket. The winner of that four-way will win the trophy. Uh What'll happen then is that whoever holds that trophy, it's not like a fucking money in the bank situation, mm-hmm. but what it is is that they can cash that in up to like 48 hours before any event. Okay. So what that means is, let's just use this for an example that Jeremy Wyatt is right now the Gateway Heritage Champion. Let's say you, Evangelistico, are slated okay. to fight him. So we're just blatantly lying. Which will never happen, but let's just yeah. let's pretend for a minute your championship re- fucking material okay. for the podcast. Let's let's lie. <laughs> let's say that me... Let's live in a fantasy land. Well, let's say I've come out of retirement, went okay. back to my dominant ways, yeah. and I win the champion in your Hall series. So we're just telling people stories. So man. what could Make happen believe. then is, let's say at Gateway to Anarchy, you're scheduled to wrestle for the belt. Okay. Up till two days before that event, I could just inject, like, put so like myself. Wednesday. Like, yeah, I could put myself in that main event. Okay. 
Or but you couldn't kick me out of it. No, it would be a triple threat. Oh, okay, you're real shit. But oh, I can oh, yeah. carry Wyatt. You kidding yeah. me? I got. I just fall down on the way to the ring. Yeah. Right. Break my me? knee I'm not, I'm and get it carried out. Wyatt, I'm worried about fucking double dwarf over here. Uh, so then, just break my ankle. So get in the ring. If, but if I cashed it in on like on Wyatt, like so, let's say the next show, February, I have said I'm cashing this in. It's going to be a singles match between me and Wyatt. Okay. The the thing that I would get that you don't get by winning just a tournament is whoever is that uh, in your hall series winner. Negates whatever the championship rules are. Can they replace it yeah, or just they, negate they, it? They can replace it if they want. They hold that power over the champion by winning that trophy. That's okay. what makes the trophy a big deal. Because if you're thinking like, well, if you win just the strong style tournament, you get a title shot anyway. So what does it matter if you win the trophy? The trophy has its own power of negating whatever championship rules are. You make your own rule if you want, or you can just negate their rule. You can put it yourself in any match you want, and that's how that's going to work. The person who wins that trophy every year, huh. got it. But you only have you have to cash it in within that calendar year, because so you have forty eight hours to cash it in within a calendar year, right? Yep. Okay. And that year goes by, and if you don't use it for some reason, you're someone else is going to right. You would be pretty dumb. Yeah, because you would just start <laughs> over. Right? Yeah, you so. would then the It would be pointless. And another thing too with these with these series shows is whoever wins the strong style tournament, whether they're a submission based wrestler or not, they automatically go into the submission tournament. The point being, if we ever have somebody that sweeps the field, then they get a shot automatically at Mega Ticket at whoever the champion is, and they can negate the rules if they want to. Okay. So it's a pretty neat thing. Uh, you know, the rambling like this might make it a little harder to follow, but. We will lay it out for everybody here by by the time we hit Gateway to Anarchy this year, and uh, I, mean, I feel that's pretty much to the point. Well, right, but I'm getting, look, a lot of our January town, a lot of our fans. I mean, not listen to this particular podcast. We can't. Hey, if you want to know the rules, you have to listen to this. Even though I mean, we 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 bring in strong numbers. I think everybody in the metro area is listening to the sound of our voices. Yep. So. They will know our championship rules. I don't listen rules. to this podcast ever. Um, we carry a lot of weight. Yes, we sure do. That was a, lot of, that was a fat joke at me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a balloon. But Andy, also, I don't... Apparently, you've signed on someone to interview me coming up to talk about my historic career. Yeah, a couple people, actually. The way we're going to do it Barbara is... Barbara Walters, he's been trying to get me for years. I got Will I'm Shatner on the line. That I, I'm not sitting down with Barbara. Uh, anyone what about else? Shatner? I'll sit down with anyone but Barbara Walters. Why? What's the Barbara Walters story? I, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, I just... No, I'm not going to get into it. What about, what about Chandler? We had an affair. Or Ross. Oh, yeah, an affair? <laughs> God damn it. We Again? Barbara Walters. I, well, man, we were running and gunning back then in those uh, days. I mean, you, had a car, yeah. you had a carload of me, Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anders. You don't think we got into some shit? We did. <laughs> Was the Hulkster in the car load? No, we didn't want to ride with Hulk. But that's not for this podcast. I'll get into all the reasons why we didn't want to ride with Hulk uh-huh. when we talk about this another day. What about, uh, what I about the I will talk about my uh, draws with Magnum PA, if you want to hear oh, yeah, No, no, no. Let's yeah. it TA or PA? I was so high back in those days. We didn't <laughs> yeah. know each other. I, I went in there. I did I did 65 minutes one night okay. with Oli with Anderson. Didn't know his name. We were just so fucked up on... On Maui and Soma. Okay. We just went in there and Felt tore, tore the house down, just feeling right. it out. Yeah. Didn't need spots back then. Yeah, you guys um, were only given 10 minutes. 
That's true. We went massively over our time. We yeah. match two. We weren't high on the card then. We went 65 minutes. Back then, it was what it was. Yep. Right. Watts tried to fucking beat me. I whipped all right, Bill Watts' ass. I, I, so it's just a lot to get into. Yeah, my, over okay, my whole all right. Career. So I guess, do you want to know who I got to interview you with? Yeah. She's a legend. Yeah? Joan Rivers! All right. Wait, Joan She's Rivers is dead. dead. <laughs> oh my is God. It, is it Joan Rivers dead? I think she passed away. Like, then who did I talk to? She used to do the red carpet Rivers? with her daughter. Yeah. Okay. She used to eat one. See, look at that. I know that. I know. What a podcast we got here, boy. I bet people love listening to us ramble on about Joan Rivers and Barbara Walters. Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, uh, Greg's going to be here in a bit, so we're going to strategize and communicate. I'm not going to down here. My stuff's not sent. All right. So we'll see you guys in a bit. We're back. The car load is full. Get off your fucking phone. I can hear you. Jesus. Yeah, but they can hear what you're doing. I can't hear shit. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, we've got an addition in the car load now. My friend. Two yeah. friends back two here. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Dear God. All right. Greg Jova. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's me. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah, Greg's there. There's two friends in the back seat. Immortal. Two, two best friends. <laughs> A mortal friend. <laughs> But, uh, we're going to talk about one of the strangest gentlemen we ever had the uh, pleasure, pl- privilege, uh, not pleasure. pleasure. Uh, Where happened? did he come from? I like misfortune. He came from the heavens <laughs> to anoint you boys. Bro, that was one of the most weirdest. And this is professional wrestling, so you're going to meet weird people all the time. But my God, what the fuck? We're not going to name this person by name. Claudio. His name was Claudio. Yes, Claudio, like share. But no last name, just Claudio. If you look him up on Facebook, he's it's just Claudio. Claudio, Claudio, I believe. And he said some really. I blocked it. Shit I blocked him on Facebook. Yeah. Blocked him on Facebook. The only time ever I went up to Greg and went, "What the fuck is this guy doing here?" I squats. Don't even, so Greg, what was he doing there? The deal is, I don't even remember this guy a whole lot. You guys had a lot more. Interaction with him than I did. He, you were the promoter. He I was know. on your show. He was not on my show. <laughs> he was. He did not fucking go out to the ring, and he was not on my show. Brother, I remember specifically was. him going to the ring. That yeah. did not happen. If I believe, <laughs> if I remember correctly, he came out to Ted Nugent stranglehold. <laughs> oh god, he would have no. come out to that though. Did, did he work your show? He did he not. Did. He honestly okay, did not work the show. He. Two friends. Jojo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jojo just needed a free ride. Jojo always had to find a way here from Texas, so I would book a ragtag carload of random people, usually headed up and gathered by one Thomas Munoz. Oh, God. Uh, who I don't believe is Spanish, but has a Spanish last Thomas name. Thomas <laughs> uh, And I always, like, kind of had a soft spot for that kid because he would be willing to drive all the way from Texas. He always worked hard. And... and did everything he was capable of doing. And, you know, he would put up the ring and, and all that good shit. He was a damn fine referee. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole podcast in and of itself of people that were really, really good referees that never, ever, ever should have touched professional oh, wrestling. Oh, well, we got time. Yeah. Let's, na- let's name a few. We got time. You hear that, Sean Orleans? No, nah, Sean's, I don't think Sean's on that list. Yeah. Sean's a bad wrestler and referee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
And you bing. <laughs> oh, he listens to this too. He will hear all that. <laughs> what? Never mind, he's a decent human being. So am I back with two friends. So am I am I shitting on referees that should have never wrestled or am I continuing to tell a tale? Uh, I'll stick with Claudia. Just drive this boat because I'll do whatever you He like. couldn't drive, brother. But yeah, let's just stick on Claudio for now. For now, yeah, we need to fill some time. I'll just bury Well, we're going to record on the way home for Patreon. Oh, fair enough. All right, hell yeah. loose on there. Yeah. Hell yeah. All I'll right. get all willy-nilly. Right. Uh, Gary gets two, wet. Two friends, live yeah, and in living color. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, two friends. So, uh, Tommy would always bring just kind of random people. Like, one time he brought uh, Deathmatch dude, Chewy Martinez. And yeah. I did not... I had no idea he was like a deathmatch guy, so I just stuck him in a six-man, and like it didn't go as bad as you would think with that description. It went fine. Uh, what was it? What was it? Alex Castle was there driving that boat, so he. Oh, he, uh, he was he good at he was, was good able at to navigate. put that together. Never a good wrestler, but he was good at navigating. <laughs> Hear that? Dear God, burns you, you piece of shit! <laughs> oh my God! But uh, so this time it, the the car load was Tommy, JoJo. Uh, oh man, what's that little snaggletooth kid that almost got Albert fired? Jeff Gant. Jeff Gant. Jeff Gant. <laughs> 75 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal Jeff Gant, who uh, one time while everyone was busting their ass putting the ring together, was coloring at hey, one of my shows, and I should have fired him then. But along with them, in that car load, was one Claudio Claudio, who... So it's like the Mario me. brother? Yes. Okay. Uh, who pitched to me that he had been in the business for like ever, and I, it was very quickly that Tommy was apologizing for him because I believe I said very quickly during this day, uh, "Do not ever bring this motherfucker back." And I don't think he was from Texas or St. Louis. I think they no. literally picked him up somewhere along the way. Like he wasn't like Bowling Green, Missouri, or yeah, some like shit? like somewhere southern Missouri is was where he was from. And, like, I remember asking everybody in the car load, and no one would cop to even knowing him. It was like they picked up a fucking random hitchhiker. Right. That sounds... JoJo was like, I've never met this guy before today. And I think Tommy said he had previously known him, but I guess didn't know that he was a psychopath. Yeah, he didn't want to take that heat. And so I didn't know, like... And my interaction with him was still very minimal. He just would kept taking boards from me and go, Oh, now now you can't be taking these things, right? You're the pencil. You can't you can't take the you can't take the ring. Oh yeah. You're the pencil. You can call me the pencil. (laughs) He was calling you the pencil. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Uh, I I do remember him angling to try to referee. I mean, better better than Sean. I, I remember at one point I was like really desperate, and I think I said aloud near you, Jackson, like. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess he could referee the one match that Sean can't do. And you were just like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, what sucks, like, because I remember the day vividly, but I can't remember. I can't, I, I can't remember any, like, things that he said. I just remember he annoyed me to the point. It was before me and you, like, we had said hello, like, when I got there. But we hadn't talked, you know, the rest of the day so far. And I've come across this dude, and it got to the point where finally I found you and went, man, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this dude is... He also had his name tattooed on the back of his neck. I see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Misspelled, right. right? Misspelled. Wasn't it not spelled yeah. right? All right. I'm down with this. Right, we might amazing. be making that part up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I, I, legitimately, I wasn't there for this. 
I believe to God hey, that's why, in the air with notice why and remember. You, you were there. You no, I wasn't. Been there. The pencil didn't book him. Yeah, pencil didn't book him. with the pencil. Yeah, you Oh, he had something with Allison. Because I did miss a couple of PWS shows. 420, plays it up, friends. I hate you, Gary. Oh, it's at the time? Oh, yes, it is. Okay, all right. Yeah, I wasn't there for the pencil. with the pencil. So what do they call that now? Because, I mean, who the fuck, like, actually books now by writing down? Are you the computer? Yeah, you're the keyboard. You're the keyboard. You're the board. You're the smartphone. The keyboard. You're the Excel spreadsheet. He with that, and then, like... He annoyed everybody with everything. Yeah, but, like, I just... I don't know. And I didn't have the balls to, like, kick him out of the locker room at the time. That's what I should have done. Just being nice. Oh, he tried to angle Vega to kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, didn't he get naked backstage? I believe no, you, you got naked backstage. I thought you told him to get naked, and he did. <laughs> oh well, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was how that story went. It was oh, like, fuck, so, like totally I'll do something. Too. You get buck ass naked. Yeah. And he just took all his clothes off. Yeah, and I did, for did a the sentence. other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> Alright. Uh, just two friends back here. Yeah, I. I yeah, that guy was something else. And what venue was this at? That was at the KG Sports Bar and Grill, which I have buried on my podcast. But if you would like for me to fill Please time, do. By yeah, we, yeah, we got to fill the story. I, do, I don't know the story myself. It was so. See, I listen to the PWC. I do. Uh, I know the story. You but. and that fifty people strong, brother. Um, we started running at that. It used to be a bowling alley, yeah. and it closed down. It was bought by the racetrack next door, the people that own it, because they thought, well, I watch cars go round and round, so I know how to run a fucking bar. And so they took all of the bowling alley shit out of there. And it was empty. Yeah, it's yeah, so left them to do a concrete floor, and they were going to rent it out as, like, a, I guess, a wedding venue so and wrestling. a bar. But then, like, so, I mean, think about how, at home, I'm going to theater of the mind this for you people at home. Think about how big a fucking bowling alley is. Yeah. Maybe, like, a twelfth of that building was actually used as the bar when it was just open on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, it, like, it never should have, it should have been used as a hall, and that's it. Yeah. Never, but they tried to run it as, like, a daily bar and restaurant. That was their first mistake. Because no one ever darkened that fucking door, and so we started running out of there. And I think if we would, it could have kept running there. We would have just continued to grow because Granite always had good cap, good crowds for yep. us. Yeah. Like, and it was easy to promote in that town. Like, I could hit all the major bars and and places in a day. Like, that was that was the dream. Running oh, right you in, were, you know, my hometown. You live uh, close to Granite, then I assume. And there's certain yes, <laughs> and there are certain people that for whatever reason refuse to leave Granite City. Like. They, they just only go to things that are in there. They won't go anything farther. So, and, but we built up real well in there. But each show, it got progressively stranger. Like the first one, I dealt directly with the owner. And then the next few times, I started dealing with like the head bartender. And so then she started making decisions for us, like dates and things that then, I remember vividly one time in the middle of a, a show, we announce the date over the air, and the yeah. owner comes and finds me and goes, "Oh, uh, we got a wedding that night. You can't have that." I was like, "You, I've had this fucking date for two months, and you're telling me I can't run that night?" So I had to quickly like rebook people and change the date on the fucking fly. Yeah, that was the one with Eric Cannon and Corbin, right? Yeah, yeah. I, remember I had that. to hit up Cannon. Did this happen at the Claudio show? Because it might have. Yeah, I was gonna suggest the same thing, but I could be wrong. I don't like calling it the Claudio show. I'm <laughs> the Cla- Claudio Mania was running wild. <laughs> it was crazy because everybody ended up asking, who the fuck is this guy? Like, 
most of the time it's just us, but like yeah. even people that were like uh, wrestlers not in the area, like, who's this guy? Who's who is he? Yeah, because he kept those. calling you the pencil all yeah, day. Yeah, here it is when we're talking about him on our award-winning podcast. Yeah. Years later, who's the fool? <laughs> all right, back to the story. But th- so then we are getting ready to run mega ticket. It would have been our third mega ticket, uh, and we're, we're putting the card together. I have the dates, and I, and I was putting together another show for a guy like the local wrestling coach for the. Grand City High yeah. was putting together this weird like alumni wrestling match and he wanted me to help give it like a pro wrestling flair to it. Okay. So like I hooked him up with Lacey did sound for him and we were going to make two entrance ways and all this stuff and he was going to have it there probably six weeks before the mega ticket. Okay. And he starts hearing rumors. Um, oh, well, I mean, we, we might have to move because apparently they have all this stuff going on. Like, there's, like, leaks and electrical stuff, and I, we kept hearing all kinds of different rumors. And so, sure enough, he looks into it. He has to go get another venue, uh, uh, venue like, days before his show. They finally tell him it's not going to be open. So, I asked oh, wow. the bar, the, the head bar tender, hey, is this going to be up and running by the time my show? And they said, yes, fine. Another week goes by. I hear nothing. Another week goes, and finally I'm like... If I don't hear about this thing being fixed, I've got to figure it out. So I know on Thanksgiving Day, we had to start hunting for venues for our, like, December 3rd or December 10th show. Wow. So it was really, really hard to throw together. We finally got word, like, oh, yeah, we just don't think we're ever going to reopen. So emergency number one, I have to find a venue. Ended up finding that place in Edwardsville we did find for the show. That that's the one where I, I had my last match, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Where you I and carried Gary, Gary. Yeah, one. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I went over for the finals because I put myself over like the promoter does, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what, what, what happened with that venue? Because that was a pretty good venue. I, nothing really happened with it. I just knew. Like, so you guys were closing down, so I knew Spalding Hall was opening up. Yeah. So it was like, well, because we originally we were gonna run like. One month, one time we'd run at the uh, bowling alley, and then the next time we'd run Spalding was my original idea. Right. And so we just sort of scrapped that when they closed down and, and Spalding became opened up right. without anyone running in it for the month and a half that that was true. Oh, shit. Um, and so we we planned that all out. That show goes fine. And then I have to go back to the KG's bowling alley people. And say, okay, this is great. I understand you're closed down. We have ourselves figured out. We're going to be running in, you know, early February, whenever it was. Uh, so can I please uh, work out a date for you to go in and get my ring? Because we stored the ring there. I ended up having to threaten them with calling the police for me to be able to go in and get the fucking ring. Jesus. Out. I'm surprised Christ. the ring was still there, honestly. Yeah, because they didn't sell it for Claudio. And there was one night they were like, oh, you could do it on this day. And no one was able to go and help get it out. And I, I had pitched the previous day. They said, oh, no, that's not possible. I drive by. There's fucking 30 cars there. And they Did had you stop like, in? And I fucking should have. Yeah. But I, and so when I was motherfucking her on the phone about, hey, like, it's three weeks before the show. I have to have my ring out of there by this date or I'm going to call the fucking police. Because I'm not going to rent a ring again. That was the other. Like, we had to rent a ring because we couldn't work a way to get it out of there before the mega ticket. Right. And we weren't sure that even if we would have, that the, the uh, ring would have been high enough. So we had to rent a ring from Dynamo to even have that show. So we're lucky we broke even. Yeah, because Dingo was at the show, remember? Yeah, yeah, Dingo came watch that show. Yep. Um, 
And so I, you know, that that show was fine. Went all, but yeah, we I had a like thirty minute phone argument with her. Um, that ended up having to threaten the police before she finally got someone to go open the building up for me to get it out of there. Wow. So it was a uh, just a just a lovely place. <laughs> and they're open now, though. right? Yeah, it started. What's that? They're open now, right? No, they're still not open. Oh. Yeah, they're still a building. Yeah, they own that building still, but they just let it sit dormant, I guess. I, and Fitchett told me, now this is rumor and innuendo, that uh, they were dumb enough to think their liquor license for the racetrack would fly for that building and got busted, and that was the oh. thing that ultimately fucked them. Yeah, but that I, makes sense. The build, But the building was continuously going downhill. Like, the last show we actually ran in there, I remember there being, like, water stains coming out of the bathroom because there had been leaks in there. Yeah. And oh, they, they just weren't putting was leaking. Yeah. They weren't up keeping the building. That sucks, because, man, like, that's the great thing about Spalding for us now is I'm not even sure we would run if I if I didn't have in the building ring storage. <laughs> like that that's such a good fucking deal that we're, we don't have to rent yeah. anything. That's just how lazy we are nowadays. No, it's not even lazy. I'm not it's even just gonna fucking all stress. Yeah, it, it's a whole new stress of trying to get people to help. Because here's the deal: you can maybe get people to the building to help, but getting people to the storage area to help load a U-Haul that's that's impossible almost. And then. The next step, which is ultimately impossible, is getting people to help unload whatever you're yeah. unloading. To work, yeah. You know, like, that's impossible. So you end up doing that with a crew of fucking maybe three, four people. And, uh, yeah, and then Lacey gets that phone there. call. Yeah, Lacey gets that ticket call where he's gone for <laughs> yeah, all day. At 2 a.m. as we're trying to unload the fucking <laughs> ring. Good Ooh. ticket call. We Lacey, did that you're already home. Before, uh, before we got loaded there at that bowling alley they lived in my garage we i'd go rent a fucking u-haul and it was always like 30 minutes away that they would actually have a 20-foot u-haul right. drive that motherfucker to my house four or five of us loaded up go there usually there's not many more setting up and tearing down yep. and then we drive it back to my house even less people to put it away you know yeah. three four people putting it away at two o'clock in the fucking morning yeah, so it was, yeah, it was yep. awful like and then between that or times when like the fucking uh, old trailer tire would go there and all oh, oh, flat. Those are days I was just like, man, I just want to fucking quit. Like, I don't even yeah, want to do this. No. You know, it is so stressful just to get to the show. Day. I remember there was a sh- the show we had. Uh, Chris Hero. We had two fly-ins. We had Wananabi and Chris Hero. And I don't remember how this all shook out, but the trailer tire tire blew. Yep. And right there on the by the train tracks in Grand City. Yeah, so, I just drove it. So we're trying to. No, no you were doing time. airport pickups because oh, okay. Lacey was driving. The it was me, truck. Lacey, and uh, Wellington. And it was like, fuck, man, we have these two airport pickups, so we're nowhere near the venue. The trailer tire's blown. Like, that fucking trailer, man, added so much stress. Every time. We'd always, the whole morning routine would be get together, go to the fucking gas station, buy Fix-A-Flat, or... Go get the trailer, drag it up that hill to the gas station, hope that the rim didn't get fucked up, fill it up. And then a lot of times when that fucker blew on the way to the venue, we just keep trying to drive it there and drag it to the fucking venue. It was horrible. If we would have ever gotten pulled over by the police, 
we would have been up Shit's Creek because they wouldn't have let us pull there. I think weren't the plates expired on yeah, top got, of all that? Yeah, for the longest time, old Petrie here is uh, the thing was, well, just drive with it with the license plate in the cab of the truck. Everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was not pulled over once, so I was correct. <laughs> Can you imagine that, though? Like, if we would have ever got pulled over to where they take the trailer, they're not going to let you get to cancel the show day of. It would have been a disaster. Oh, yeah. Where now, with the end of the building store, got it, it's so much easier. And we've, we're lucky enough to where so many people show up to help out now. Well, we have like a fucking 15, 20 person crew of people. It's, what, it's way easier. But this wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for the fact that Greg is a nice guy and lets us use his ring and store it there. Well, well, I'm actually was... blackmailing Greg, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, I've got a couple tasteful nice news. Well, for sure, you guys did the same thing for me for the, the first two, three years of the company, so I don't, I, I feel like it's the same yeah. uh, same way to pay it back. I mean, you know, I, I'm happy to, to see it get in use. If, if I'm going to be done here pretty soon, I would just be a hunk of fucking steel. Yeah. You want to talk about it. that? Maybe plug that date? Talk about some things going on on there? Oh, I guess, brother, if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. If you're going to uh, force uh, me. God damn it. Talk about it. You rank my If you're going to fucking... Uh, Twist my arm. Yeah, you're going to hit up just facebook.com slash PWCS Wrestling is the easiest place to get to it. Uh, to the ticket link, you'll see our event there for October 19th. Uh, Buddy Shepard going one-on-one with Pierre. Adler, yeah, I real, I'm going to need my deposit. I, I, my PayPal <laughs> ding hasn't went off correct now. I'm a $1,000 deposit. We'll make sure I get that taken care of. $1,000 deposit? That's the deposit. I'm, I'm making ten grand. I, I, I haven't worked a singles in three years. Sean Arlene's is calling you out, Gary. Have you heard any of that? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to be out of town. Oh, so, good right. luck, Sean. Good news. Well, Sean Arlene's will still be calling you out, even though you'll be in Aruba or wherever. Uh, no, I got to one that day. Okay, good to know. Taking a quick vacay out in fucking Pacific. Peru. Me and Claudio are going to Peru together. <laughs> in not silly news, violence is forever. Faces off against the besties in the world. The first time ever tag team match. That'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, and much, much more coming. Look, uh, Jeremy Wyatt will be defending the Gateway Heritage Championship. Nice. He is still the champion at that time. And uh, much, much more down the think. line. He only has one. To, if he gets through tonight at Journey, he would be the champion, right? Yep. I think Journey's later in October next month. I believe so. So maybe I think so. I don't have the. Yeah, there's a the 25th. I think. I don't know. All right. Either way, this is his last defense. So if he gets through Anthony Henry. But it'll be a really fun night. We're gonna kind of say goodbye, wrap everything up, and then head into monthly operation for St. Louis Anarchy. Now chat me up, Jova. If I want to dress really nice for a wedding, <laughs> well, they aren't paying that uh, five dollars yeah, CPM them. to me anymore. Yeah. So. They've lost it. Oh, so just Cole's then. Yeah, he's run on down to Men's Warehouse, I presume. <laughs> you hear that? You motherfuckers, pay up. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a uh, small break because I think uh, our exit's coming up. So that was our conversation with Gary and Greg. It kind of cuts off there. Uh, it's just me because we didn't realize we didn't have an outro and old Petrie was supposed to record it and didn't do it. So now I'm doing it. But uh, yeah, we originally planned on doing a lot more recording uh, during that trip. 
but it just didn't, didn't end up working out. We recorded some stuff on the way home, but weren't really, like, feeling it. It was more just us uh, rambling on, so we decided not to use it. Um, so, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed this week. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the links again, because we kind of did that twice on this podcast. So, just for the podcast schedule, we will be back next week on Patreon. So if you want to sign up at Patreon, you can. Patreon.com slash AnarchySTL. Uh, we will be back here on the public podcast in two weeks. Uh, we're going to start playing around with like the video stuff for Patreon, trying to figure that out. So we do plan on putting more stuff on up on Patreon. We haven't missed anything, but we, we haven't been able to give that extra content lately that we always like to give. But we're going to be back on that shortly. Uh, Again, we'll be back here in two weeks, so we will see you guys then.